I got it. When I first heard about Dave being trapped in a maze. One, two, three, four. I built a labyrinth. Can you believe this? Dave is trapped in a cardboard maze in his living room and he can't get out. Welcome to Dave Made a Minute, the podcast where a whole bunch of us are exploring the film Dave Made a Maze one minute at a time. The twist. Many of the participants have never seen the film. Some don't even know what film they're sampling. They get their minutes and they tackle them as they see fit. Here's your host from the Groundhog Day Project and Michael Myers Minute, Robert Black. Minute 74, back in the apartment, the survivors start to clean up. Ongoing note, Gordon's shirt has changed again. To tackle Minute 74, we have Eric Deutsch and Brad Mendenhall of Flash Gordon Minute. You come home, there's a giant maze in your living room. You're like, what the... There's a giant maze in my living room. I've heard of people rearranging the furniture, but this is wackadoodle crazy. This doesn't make any sense. Promise to my It's like a fucking cocktail party in here. If I get a few words from you before you go. We are at minute 74 of Dave Made a Maze. Eric, my friend, how are you tonight? Well, much like the people in this minute, Brad, I don't have much to say. No, this is uh this is a pensive minute. Uh everybody, I am Brad Mendenhall with my friend Eric Deutsch from Flash Gordon Minute, where we break down the nineteen eighty classic film, Flash Gordon Minute by Minute. But uh today we're here to talk about minute seventy four of Dave Made a Maze. This is our this is our third go around with this film. Yeah, yeah. Reminding everyone, uh this is this is our last appearance here. Um we were here minutes 33 and minute 57, uh, and uh, as a reminder, uh, I I did no research. I don't know anything about this movie. I didn't know the name of it till right before we recorded our first appearance. So uh, now, what clearly is uh, just about the end of the movie. I'm just I'm just taking a wild stab there. Uh, we can pontificate on what has occurred uh, in the previous 73 minutes without actually knowing what has happened. This is a, and a, just doing a little research on, I, um, on Wikipedia. Uh, it lists it as a 80 minute movie. We're at minute 74 and I'm sure there's going to be like two or three minutes worth of, uh, credits. So this is pretty much the end of the movie. I'm sure there is some little stinger after this. I could see that. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, Everything sort of settled down. Uh, looks like everyone survived. I don't agree with that assessment, Brad. Who there is it? there is someone who was in the first two minutes that we covered who is not in this scene. The cameraman is not here. Oh, okay. okay and the director okay. is now filming things with his cell phone. So oh. something happened to that cameraman. Um, he could be dead. He could have decided to stay behind in the paper world. He could have fallen in love with Bryn. Um, mm -hmm. I'm wondering whether he turned into paper, and he is now a paper person, uh, and he chose to stay behind. But then that wouldn't explain why the camera didn't come back with him, though. So possibly something nefarious. Yeah, possibly. Uh, the sound guy, he has a bent uh, pole for the, sound, for the microphone. Yeah, yeah, might have had to use that to... Beat someone off, maybe Bryn. Who knows? Oh, uh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, fend someone off. Sorry, <laughs> that didn't come out well. <laughs> it's a completely different type of movie. Yeah, yeah. You know that that big that 
Paul McCartney, John Lennon story just came out a couple of days ago to record this. Maybe that's on my mind. I don't know. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, Google it yourself. <laughs> uh, what I did, um, a, a funny thing uh, about that particular story that you're talking about uh, with uh, John, Paul McCartney and John Lennon, how they're best friends and, you know, things got weird. Uh, Zach Braff, who played JD from Scrubs, uh, tweeted the story and then said, uh, as for Donald Faison, who played his best friend on Scrubs, and apparently they're very good friends in real life, and said, is like, Donald Faison, give me a call. <laughs> uh, I get what you're doing. That's pretty good. Good on you, Zach Braff. I sometimes find you insufferable. I don't know what else we got in this minute. I don't know. I, this, this, I, <laughs> I gotta apologize, listeners. Uh, you've made it to the end here, and uh, you can, we have a minute here with no dialogue of two guys who haven't watched the movie. It's a, it's a tough minute to discuss. What? No. Um, but other than the cameraman and Greg and Bryn and Leonard, they did all make it out. And Jane, they're finally free. They're finally safe. Um, the guy with the beard is the last one up. Uh. The way he comes up kind of looks like he's, you know, surfacing in water or something like that. Big gas. And then I, I found an interesting move here. You know, the guy with the beard stands up and, and they're all kind of taking stock of what's going on. And beard guy gives a nod to Dave. And Dave does not return the nod. And, you know, I, I figured usually, you know, it, it seemed to me that maybe... Dave and Beard Guy were at odds at some point in the movie and, and weren't getting along and maybe even had a disagreement about how to get out of the paper world and they made it out and Beard Guy's giving Dave a knock. like, all right, you did get us out. You know, we're, we're cool. But Dave doesn't return the gesture. And it's almost like Dave's like, you know, I, you know, I don't need your approval. I don't need your acceptance. You know, I just, it seems, you know, they survived this horrible ordeal here, the two of them or, or, or this whole group. And, uh, you know, I don't know, Dave's, uh, Dave's not really sharing the love with Beard Guy. No, no, he isn't. And, uh, also, there's some hand-holding going on. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, but, yeah, okay, there, there was some romance. Uh, real interesting, the, the young woman in this film, real interesting look. Um, so, and, and sort of a, a neat ethnicity that I can't put my finger on. Um, very pretty, but also very real looking. Um, the, the look of this cast is done well. Uh, everyone from the camera guy, who's a big slovenly guy, but he's an interesting sort of big slovenly guy. Um, although they might have gone a little overboard with the shirt that hasn't been washed ever. (laughs) (laughs) Also, is Beard Guy, speaking of shirts, does Beard Guy have a drawing of himself on his shirt? That is an excellent question. I've been examining that shirt, trying to figure out if it's a known comic book character. Uh, to the people who are familiar with uh, our program, Cosmic Geppetto Podcast, uh, where we talk a lot of pop culture, I am a, they know full well I am a huge comic book fan. Uh, and Eric loves his uh, comic book movies as well. Um, and I, my first thought was, Bishop from X-Men, but that doesn't make, the, the, the bat doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's, that's definitely not Bishop. Uh, so, uh, I don't know who that is. I just don't know who it is. I think it's, it's him. 
I think it's a drawing of him. It's, it's like the. Uh, it's got glasses. It's got a beard. It's got the same color hair. It's taken on more depth as the film went on. It, it could be. It could be. Uh, you know, that's uh, that definitely be a picture if you put on a Tinder profile. Somebody would be ticked off about it later. <laughs> well, we're used to people showing up, having egos about having themselves on their own shirts. I mean, uh, our hero of our movie wears a shirt with his name on it in half the movie. Yeah, but we're pretty sure that's because he needs help spelling his name. <laughs> We love Flash Gordon, and we love Sam Jones as Flash Gordon. Not the sharpest pencil in the uh, pencil holding thing. No, nah, I mean, he's a New York chat. I mean. <laughs> That's barely a football player. <laughs> That's nice that we can actually make fun of Jets on other shows now. There's no way I was going to get through our three appearances and not make sure to get in a rip on the chest. It just wasn't going to happen. What's interesting is there's cardboard boxes everywhere. And then they're oddly putting stuff together. And some of it I make sense. that They put the katana back. Obviously, the katana has played a part in the, right. the, the, the climax of this film. Uh, but, you know, picking up the boxes and the, the young woman um, straightening out the uh, light fixture that is uh, crooked. Which, by the way, that's not how that works. <laughs> I've I've uh, I've replaced some light fixtures. They, they don't really go crooked like that unless you really screwed up putting it on the wall. There's like usually at least two screws holding that sucker in. But uh, you know, if you just barely survive this thing, how about everybody give each other like a hug and a and going back to our previous minute, a high five. <laughs> Maybe that happens in minute seventy five. Maybe, maybe. We might, we maybe might miss the hugs. I'm glad you mentioned the katana because I bet we missed a really good fight with that katana. I bet you mi- we missed some awesome slicing up of cardboard with that thing, you know? That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. We are at a weird lull moment, I feel, with this minute, where we are right after the big action and then we're right before sort of the the stinger. Uh, that puts an exclamation point on this. So yeah, but but hey, we got beard guy. Well, I am having a live, real time uh reaction uh here, folks. I did not notice this when I watched this minute for the few times preparing this until right now. But Dave's left hand is still a paper hand. Oh, oh my golly, yes it is. Yeah, and I'm just seeing this right now. Yeah, because she, the young woman is examining his hand. Yep, yep, absolutely. So, all the way back in minute, what was it, 33? What was our first appearance? Was it right, 33? Oh, yeah. 33. He had that, he had the MMA glove on his hand. He must have already, his hand must have already turned to paper at that point, and he was covering it up. Uh, and now that he's back in the real world, he must have lost the glove, and now he's gonna have to learn to live with a paper hand. If I come back to reality and have a paper hand, I, again, I will not be cleaning. It's like, can, can we, can we go to a doctor? And <laughs> I, I want to know if there is someone on death row who will not be needing their hand soon because, uh, this is, this is not working for me. I cannot be this scared of, uh, open flame for the rest of my life. <laughs> Makes me think of the horrible, uh, 80s movie Little, uh, oh, was it Little Monsters? I don't know. A, a Fred Savage movie, uh, uh, where, uh, with Howie Mandel is some monster that lives, like, under a chair, and if you come up before daylight, your arm, you turn in, your arm turns to clothes or something like that. 
You know yep, what I'm talking? It's Little Monsters. Yeah, it's, Little uh, Monsters. Yeah, eighty nine with Fred Savage. Yeah. Folks, they they made a they they took a shot at Fred Savage in movies. And oh, he was in uh, what was the body switch? He was in one of those body switch movies when they were the body switch stuff was a big craze, right? Vice versa. Vice versa with Judge Reinhold. Saw that in theaters. Ooh, there was not a lot to do in my hometown. <laughs> uh, yeah, so vice versa in theaters. That was a, a weird era where there were a lot of those. There was the Kirk Cameron Dudley Moore one. Like Father, Like Son. Right. Uh, of course, Big. Um, the good which, one. Right, which was not a body swap, but was just a body change, I guess. Uh, basically kids, kids in adult bodies. Yeah, and they all three of them came out in like a year within a year of each other. Yep. Uh, 18 again with George oh, Burns. Oh, 8, how could I forget 18 again? That's the one I saw the most. Really? Well, you know, HBO. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. back in the late 80s, they'd, they'd show the same movies a lot. Uh, and I'd just sit there and, you know, even if they weren't good, it'd just be like, you know, oh, what's on HBO right now? And this, this, people, you know, for you youngins out there, there were not 17 HBOs available back in the 80s. There was HBO. It was one channel. It was ever it's on, you watched. There was not HBO, HBO 2, HBO Zone, HBO this, HBO that. It was just one HBO. And there was no on-demand where you no, could select which HBO no you wanted. So if I was just like, yeah, let's put HBO. Oh, it's 18 again. Well, I guess I'll watch this for the 15th time. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty lousy movie. Uh, George Burns, who was uh, who was in his 90s at the time. Oh, he gets top building. He's in the movie for three minutes. Yeah, he's in the movie for three minutes. And it's not like anybody wanted to go and see a George Burns movie. <laughs> not anymore. Not, not since 1948. Yeah, and he was... Uh, and probably a, a majority of people listening don't even know who we're talking about, but George Burns, who was a, a fixture on television for half a century. And there was, but, but he was the only named guy in that film. And George Burns was one of those celebrities, Bob Hope was the same way, where you don't go to a movie to see them, but they're sort of soothing when you see them on a TV special, you know, doing a hack bit where they obviously don't, have like they're partway addled and don't really have any ability left. It's like, and then the rest of the movie was he switched bodies with his grandson, who was doing a crappy George Burns impersonation <laughs> yeah. the entire film. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Charlie Schlatter. Uh, yeah, the Charlie Schlatter, who who was one of those uh, a perfectly fine actor. He was a guy who was around and did a movie here or there and a TV show here. That he played Ferris Bueller in the Ferris Bueller TV show, right? And, you know, fine. But, you know, there was just him. It was like, what with a cigar, dressed in old clothes, which somehow was supposed to make him a cool college kid. It's like, no, no. <laughs> First off, we all knew douchebags like that in college who, you know, were, would try to wear like a saucy hat or would start walking with a walking stick or whatever because they would try stuff. So I'm sure it wouldn't even be that weird him walking around with a cigar and suspenders. Let's let's drive traffic to uh, uh, this. Uh, let, let's. I'm going to assume that uh, this uh, podcast is going to have a Facebook fan page. Let's drive some traffic. Anyone under the age of 30 listening to this, let, let's see if we can uh, check out what Brad said. The Facebook group page can be found at Minute Or. Minute Or. Do you know George Burns? Yes or no? Go comment on the Facebook page. Anyone over thirty, I'm assuming you know who it is. So let's let's just keep it to the to the under thirty set. 
Alright, and uh, we'll see. This might be the first step to a George Burns minute. Well, there's the Oh God trilogy. I mean, you could cover that. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, that was a weird. It's like, you know what we need? Put together. Which Denver was it? Was it John Denver or Bob Denver? Uh, John Denver. Yeah, let's take get together country singer John Denver and George Burns. And it was a hit. I'm actually wrong. You know, I'm wrong to make fun of it. It, it was a successful movie because it had two sequels. Yeah, it had two sequels. Alright, Eric, do we have anything else to say about that? I, uh, I, I think that this tangent about George Burns shows that we really ran out of material quickly <laughs> this minute. Not a whole lot to say, but, uh, yeah, this has been fun, and Eric, uh, you know, as we've mentioned in previous minutes, it's fun, uh, just you and I. Yeah. We are the guests. So, uh, thank you for doing this with me, and, uh, we, we appreciate the producers of this, uh, little podcast for letting us, uh, take over a couple times. Yes, thank you. Uh, we, we appreciate, uh, expanding our horizons with this completely insane movie. Uh, Eric, where can people find out more about Flash Gordon Minute? Well, if you want to hear us talk about Flash Gordon, the awesome 1980s movie with the awesome soundtrack, go to growlermedia.com, G-R-O-W-L-E-R, growlermedia.com slash Flash Gordon, and then chat with us about it on Facebook in the Flash Gordon Minute Listener's Vortex, and on Twitter at Flash Gordon Pod. All right, the people who are familiar with our usual base of operations, uh, this will be familiar to them because, uh, you know, this has been fun. I've enjoyed talking about this movie. I've been, uh, it's always enjoyed talking with you. But uh, I'm a little bit worried. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, what happens if I wake up and I have a paper hand? What am I going to do? Well, if you're suddenly living as someone who's afraid of scissors and fire and water and... Uh... You would never win rock, paper, scissors. No, again. no, 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 absolutely not. Because, you know, even, even a rock, you know, I know that paper covers rock and rock, paper, scissors. Let's, let's be honest. You take a rock, it's smashing the paper hand. The paper hand is not covering up the rock. So if you're worried about all that stuff, don't worry, everyone. Flash will save every one of us. And then I could probably disarm all the traps. And then we can, we can finish this maze. Who is with me? That was Eric Deutsch and Brad Menden Hall of Flashboard Minute taking a minute 74 of Dave Made a Maze. They may have escaped the maze. Next time on Dave Made a Minute, we've got me, Robert Black of Michael Myers Minute, along with Sean German of Groundhog Minute and Rick Ingham of Mad Max Minute taking a minute 75. Thank you for listening to Dave Made a Minute. Intro dialogue snippets were taken from Dave Made a Maze, directed by Bill Watterson, written by Bill Watterson and Steve Sears, and produced by John Charles Meyer. Intro music is Diversion by The Equals, featured in the film Dave Made a Maze, and Life Cycle of a Match by Parvis Decree. Outro music is Leaving This Godforsaken Place and Her Presence is Strong Here by Parvis Decree. Dave Made a Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio and all other featured podcast producers. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Dave Made a Minute. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. And check out all of the participants' other shows to spread the love around. Again, thank you for listening. As long as we're all working together, this is going to be fine. It's going to be great. I need you to notify the families of everyone who died here today. Totally. Wait, what? 